Welcome back, Holligans. Thank you for joining us once again for a very interesting episode of Movie How. We are we're going to review this movie you've probably never heard of. Uh, it's called Willy's Wonderland. My name is Joe. I'm joined by my prestigious and fragrant co-host Ryan. Mm-hmm. And this this is it's a Nicolas Cage movie, a little bit more recent. It's a Five Nights at Freddy's esque horror movie, and it's just it's really something else. When I saw the preview for it. It just made me want to watch it for us to podcast about it. And here we are. I watched it just uh, a few nights ago with my oldest daughter because she's into horror movies. I don't know if she liked it as much as I did. But uh, Ryan just watched this today. So, Ryan, what are your first impressions of Willie's Wonderland? Was it a wonderland? I'll give a a brief synopsis of what it was because we have a problem with not doing that. (laughs) So it begins with our mute protagonist played by Nikki Cage and he's driving. That's it. We don't know where he's going. We don't know what he's doing. He's driving. It's immediately recognizable. It's a Camaro SS. He is, you know, just shows him doing driving things, whatever. We flash sideways to a young girl pouring paint thinner or gasoline, something flammable onto a building and trying to light a Zippo and then police pull up. He winds up getting flat tires because he hits a spike strip that was lost. She is arrested and taken home by the sheriff. They wind up encountering each other when the sheriff and tow truck driver cross paths. And essentially this girl has a past with Willie's Wonderland and Nicholas Cage's character ends up having to go to Willie's Wonderland overnight to work off a debt to this mechanic. And it's a horror movie, so horror things happen in Willie's Wonderland. But he never speaks the entire time, which was interesting. I wondered if it was a budget thing, and I've read, I just briefly Googled it in a couple places, said it was because they didn't know for sure if they'd be able to get Nicolas Cage to play it. Okay. I think think i used to have a friend who actually had like a sag card you know screen actors guild Mm -hmm. like if he because he was he wound up being an extra in some movie or whatever so he actually went out and got this card so he could get paid if he happened to like wander into the back of a movie again or whatever i think it was just a thing that he wanted to talk about like hey do you know i have this like something to say at a bar or whatever yeah yeah but anyway it's starts off really bad I really didn't like it. I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those movies we're going to be able to tear apart. And then I realized pretty quickly this was another Hawk and Rev. This was a movie we thought was going to be really bad. And it was so fun. It was, it was so, so good. I enjoyed it the entire time. I laughed through the whole thing. It was so good. Like the little details in it were done so well. Like it's completely ridiculous because it's supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're leaning hard into Nicolas Cage's kind of current persona, <laughs> you know, the way he's perceived Absolutely. like he's a living meme as this, you know, as what he is. I don't know. <laughs> I was telling you that there's a video from Cracked like way back in the day where they're talking about The Rock 
where it's Sean Connery mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage. Yes. Right. And he's kind of learning to be an action hero in that movie. And uh, <laughs> they said if they, he said it's the movie that turned Nicolas Cage into the haunting joke he is today. They said if he was Batman, this is his parents being shot to death in an alley. And that like weird action hero, but like absurd thing that he's gone down, I think has probably served him really well because you know what you're going to get with a Nicolas Cage movie. And I kind of knew what I was going to get, but um, it's so much better than I thought it was going to be without getting into too many spoilers. Like everything about the way he acted was kind of perfect. Oh, man, know? there were some things in it that were so good. Like, I'll just throw this out there. His watch and it going off for break time. Yes. Because the guys that you got, don't forget to take your breaks. You got to gotta take, gotta take a minute to rest. And he just... When that watch went off, he broke. He took his break. Yeah, he took and his the whole break. time. He's drinking punch, this soda called punch. I wonder if it was supposed to be soda or beer. I thought it was an energy drink. Yeah, but then it said I noticed at one point when he's drinking it, you see the word pop. So I figure it must be a soda. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I was kept paying attention, but I didn't actually notice it said that until he hands her one at the very end. Mm. And she drinks it. And I'm like, oh, it says pop. So I assume as well that it is soda. Yeah, and it's also a lot of soda to drink. Every time he takes a break, he chugs a whole can. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's a lot of soda. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I guess he's staying up all night and cleaning this place all night, and he's always doing stuff. Oh my gosh! It's like you know somebody who's on Ritalin who doesn't need it. You know, <laughs> like they get hyper focused on like you know even when he's on his break, he's still cleaning stuff. Like there's a scene where he's like cleaning his nails. He's cleaning this old pinball machine he finds and he's playing pinball. Made me want to play pinball. Right? He starts doing that like weird dance. Oh my gosh, the dance. The music. That was when he hit that. It was like towards one of the last scenes and he hits that dance like that. It was such a great Nicolas Cage moment in this movie. It was it was well done. So really, there's not a lot. I don't want to spoil anything because it mm. was really good. So I will say now before we get into spoiler territory, that I really enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. It looks kind of like a cheap, goofy indie movie towards the beginning. And I was like, you know, if I wasn't watching this to talk about with you, I probably just wouldn't watch it. Like I would have just turned it off like, eh, I'll look for something else. But I'm so glad I watched it all the way through. It was so <laughs> good. I 100% recommend it. It's available on Hulu. You don't have to have like a, you know, some high tier account or whatever. It's great. So what what do you say? (laughs) It was, I also thought it was going to be something we're going to be able to rip apart. When I saw the preview for it, when you sent me the little poster thing of it, Mm -hmm. because you just, you just texted me that like a screenshot of the Hulu page or whatever. Right. And I was like, Oh, this looks like a low budget hell rider or whatever he did before. Oh, ghost Ghost rider, ghost rider. (laughs) It, I didn't know what to expect. Seeing the preview, I thought, oh, this is just going to be some campy horror. Just, But but it seemed fun because it was Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And that's what intrigued me. But I, I also would have to recommend this. I do not recommend this as a horror movie that's going to scare you. Like, I no. thought it tried to throw in jump scare type things. 
not scary. It's just not scary. <sighs> yeah, I think it. I think it had one or two like decent jumps, but yeah, not scary. Not scary just, jumps. Just like oh, okay. But this was it. It was just ended up being much better than I expected it to be as well. It, there's there's if you if you search it out, there's actually a number of Nick Cage movies that he has made very recently. It looks like. And they all look insane. One of them I have listed down here where all the parents of a town become zombies mm-hmm. and start killing the kids or something. And that's one that he's in that I had listed as something that we could watch. But this one, Willie's Wonderland popped up and it just reminded me it's this old, you know, uh, coming out of St. Louis, like a, it's now called Chuck E. Cheese, but it used to be Showbiz Pizza. And that's what I remember as a kid going there and yeah. seeing this big animatronic bear up on the stage, singing and dancing, doing its thing. <laughs> it just made me want to watch this. And yeah, we're we're going to do some spoiling of it because there's some things that you almost can't not spoil trying to talk about it because it's it's not deep. It's not complex. Mm-mm. It is what it is. It has but no agenda. The way it's done, it is a very Hawk and Rev sort of feel because they knew what they were doing and it was done really well with that in mind. Yeah. So with that said, spoiler time. Oh, or like yes, more in depth time. time. So more in, everybody, more in depth. there's going to be some spoilers. Yeah. Everybody's been warned. So the first moment that really concerned me was where it's showing these little flashes of people being killed or whatever's happening to them. You know, something is after them in this location. So the the couple from the very beginning? Yeah, like the very first scene, like there's just all this like really heavy breathing, like like it's all you hear for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I watch this with headphones and it's like, oh, my God, just stop. Something get him already. Like, come on. (laughs) And then they're running and that guy falls and he gets dragged down a hallway that's empty, like clearly empty. There's obviously nothing there. And he makes this like (laughs) kind of noise as he goes down the hallway. I was like, what? was that like that looked terrible that sounded terrible and i'm so glad i stuck it out because there aren't very many more moments that are like that i mean there's a little bit of weirdness because he's fighting basically like mlb mascots yep because it they're animatronic robotics so they have to be people yeah but they have to be people in suits you know like Mm -hmm. for the actual filming like that's what he's fighting they didn't I think it's a really good thing they didn't try to use any kind of CG or whatever. I know that would have probably been prohibitively expensive, but it makes it a lot creepier that the animatronics look the same. There's no point at which you see like, oh, it's switched from a real object to this CG thing. Now I know something's going to happen. That's kind of what was really good with their jump scare stuff was, you know, you didn't know what these things were going to do. And I, I was genuinely creeped out when he goes into the place. You know, the guy's like, Showing him around. He's like, you know, help yourself to whatever you can find in the kitchen. And, you know, here's a shirt. You know, you're officially part of the staff or whatever. On staff, that's right. (laughs) And he's like sweeping up. And he like you just see these like slight movements, like the eyes kind of move. They blink a little bit like some of the arms kind of move. Just these like real slight things. I'm sure there's stuff I missed because my my mind sort of registered movement all over. But there are only certain things I could pick up. And he just looks back and they're all just there still. And then he keeps going. <sighs> so good. So good. 
the very first thing I wrote down in this, uh, you talk about that guy getting dragged down the hallway. First thing I wrote was by Carl. She kept calling him Carl, Carl. It's all right. You're you're going too, lady. It's all right. You're going to be joining them. <laughs> and I wondered if uh, Nick Cage was going to be silent the whole time. I really expected him like at the very end of the movie to like give a line to say something. I did too. Say like what? But nope, not a thing. The way he looked at the girl, uh, Liv. Yes. Or whatever they called her. I expected him to talk to her at some point. Because there's that scene where they're in the he's in the truck and she's being walked into that trailer and they're just looking at each other like she's just staring at him. Right. Which I didn't know why I was like, oh, are they going to make this a weird love interest thing? Because I looked it up. She's 23 and he's 57. I mean, like, don't don't do this. It was weird enough in uh, Yes Man when Jim Carrey and what's her name? Zoe Deschanel. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Got together. Because she was oh like, yes, I know the movie you're talking. Because she about, was like yeah. 27 at the time, and he was like 50. Yeah, and it was kind of weird. Like he looks young, but it's still like mm. it's a little weird. Like it's you look that young, <laughs> not anymore. But well, he still looks pretty young for his age, I guess. Whatever. But I guess like thinking about it now, what it is is she knew what was going to happen to him. I thought there was going to be a reveal of her finding out what happened. And what was going on in this place, which is that Willie's Wonderland was originally opened by a serial killer and all the employees were serial killers and they used it as like their hunting ground and the place where they killed people and they killed themselves and then came back and possessed these animatronic figures to continue what they were doing. Like that was their final act was to pull that off. What, and, a, what a great thing for a horror movie oh it's so good it was good i dug that it really it really fit well with this movie what i really like is that they didn't have you guessing you know like will people believe it everybody knew it everybody believed it. there's one character you have to explain it to and he believed it right away yeah the uh it was it was nice how like the the monsters in it willie and his wonderland crew they're the monsters in it, but the real evil of the movie is the town, the townspeople who are complicit in everything that's going on. And I mean, it's almost understandable from the fact of we don't want you uh, wrecking our town. We don't want you killing our kids. We don't want these things because they've been happening not just at the Wonderland, but apparently other places around the town, the school the hardware store, the burger joint, things like that. They've been finding these dead bodies. So in order to keep that from happening, they're going to make a deal with this, this wonderland and Willie in it because he, he's the head of all of it. And so that was an, an interesting thought that she was, the sheriff was really hardcore with that. Like I thought she was coming to maybe, and we got to grab your shotgun. We got to go do some work. No. Yeah. I thought exactly the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. I thought she was like, all right, it's time. Like this truce is over. We got to go. But instead she was like, let me get this one person out of here. And then we're going to leave whoever else is here for them. Like, sorry, we disturbed you. Sorry. This guy killed some of the other animatrons. Like we're going to get out of your hair now. I don't 
I think the only part I kind of cringed at in the whole movie was Liv saying the Rorschach line, the you're not trapping him in here with them. You're trapping them in here with him. I'm assuming I said yeah, that right. That was <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's what it is. And it's really it's just a f- it was just fun to watch. Like he had no character. He was he was almost like Forrest Gump. And that he just did what he was told to do. He was told to go in there and clean. He's like, he doesn't say it, obviously, but he just cleans. When the, when the people come in and they're trying to tell him he needs to leave, he just keeps cleaning. When he, you know, the guy tells him to take a break. So he has a thing stopwatch set on his watch and he just takes his break. There's a point where him and Liv are confronted with an animatron that just killed someone and they're getting ready to fight it. Like he's like this, you know, in a, in a little bit of a fight pose, like a boxing pose. And then his watch beeps and he just kind of looks at his watch and then he turns off the alarm and straightens up and he reaches into his pocket, pulls out a knife, hands it to her and walks off. Yeah, hands shows her, her, her knife back. Yeah, there reaches, you go. I got, yeah, I thought oh. of Drax. I thought of Drax when he took that from her. He's like, I like your knife. I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it was such such a fun add to that movie that just he just took breaks and it was he was so methodical about everything. Yes. Like he just yes. beat these animatronic evil spirit creatures down when he had to. Yeah. And then he yeah. goes right back to cleaning. And he like, didn't mess with them wrong. when he didn't have to. Like he goes into the bathroom because he hears a voice and there's like blood on the mirror writing, you know, some something for him. And then there's a voice that starts talking to him, but he just goes and he starts cleaning the mirror off. After he had just cleaned the whole bathroom, like the whole bathroom's clean. And then he goes back in and there's this writing on the mirror in blood and his it's almost like oh, son of a bitch. I got to do this again. Yeah. And he just starts cleaning it. Yeah. Oh, and then he goodness. just one of the things pops out and he bites it and then he just he bags them all up. Bags. He bags them up in trash. Bags. <sighs> he even does the Mortal Kombat thing of like the ostrich when he like pulls the spine out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Like he I, has I, the he has the great, really, like, like, I didn't fatalities. Know there were be Mortal Kombat fatalities in here. Yeah, I didn't realize that. that oh was my thing. god! There's really just not much to say with this movie, which is kind of funny for a movie with a protagonist who doesn't say anything. But yeah, he's just doing whatever it is he's doing. Yeah, it reminded me of Forrest Gump a lot. You know, are you retarded or just stupid? <laughs> like, you know, he just he just does what he's doing. He, he's not unintelligent. He's just doing exactly what he was told to do. You know, he's keeping his deal. It's just so strange. He never like goes for revenge or anything. Even in the end, when the guys show up who think he's dead, like they're playing with his car and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. another one for the collection and all this stuff. And then he, you know, he's still alive. Like they go in and the place is actually clean. Like, holy it's shit. Immaculate. Yeah. And he like comes out and he holds out his hand for his keys and the guy puts his keys in his hand and he just looks at him and then he just stares down the tow truck driver for a second and walks off and gets in his car and Liv gets in his car. They stare at each other for a really long time. It She's reminded zero. me of the end of From Dust Till Dawn when Juliette Lewis wants to go with George Clooney's character because her whole family just died. Mm-hmm. Only this one, she just gets in the car. They don't say it. No, doesn't say anything. Just gets in the car. I guess I'm going with you now. Yeah, I didn't see a nod or anything. Nope. She just got in the car. Yeah, she was just looking at him like this is happening. And he was looking at her like, 
I literally can't say no because I don't have any lines. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I thought from, okay, so there's a group of kids that go along with Liv and they're the ones who the horror movie aspect revolves around them getting killed. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit in the beginning and then there's the background of, you know, some of the people who got killed when it was the actual humans, uh, you know, serial killers running it. But the, these kids with her are the ones who the movie revolves around as far as them getting caught and getting killed and doing dumb things and general horror movie stuff. That's yeah, the way very, that works. very much like Scream or any of those, mm-hmm. like where it's a teenage yeah horror thing. See, but a couple things I didn't get. You've got the the one guy who Liv goes in there and then they hear some stuff and it sounds doesn't sound good. And he's like, all right, we're out. Like, unless oh, you want to die and you yeah. want to die and we Bob all want to die. Bob or something they called him? The Man, one with dreads? Yeah. But yeah. the one who ended, who has a girlfriend. Yeah. And then who's like the ditzy, like dressed in a skirt that's way too short and like a absolutely bra, almost. And they end up yep, going down to sure pound do. town in the super happy room or whatever okay, where so all the murders he, happened. He, he's like the pragmatic one. He's like looking at this. From somebody who's watching a horror movie, like, why are you all doing that? You're all going to die because you're dumb. Like, that's he's saying that stuff in the movie. Like, that's where his mind is at. He's like, like, I wanted to live. I thought you guys did, too. (laughs) Right. Like, they all know that the things inside here kill people like they know that. And yet they go into the room where and it's, you know, air quotes here, the room where it talks about the serial killers, this is the room they took people to, to kill them. Mm -hmm. Like that's where, you know, the magic happened as it was. And all of a sudden she's like, "Mm, I'm getting turned on. And then all, he just goes from being, instead of being like, um, babe, can you just hold that thought a minute? Cause I don't want to die. Yeah. He's like, he, all, all that blood just left his brain, (laughs) went downtown. And he's like, all right, I guess we're doing this now. And then as they're in the middle of doing it, which just for anybody else who wants to know, there's like no nudity in this a lot no. of clothes stuff. I the closest, wasn't the closest thing is where they're climbing up to the roof and oh, that yeah. girlfriend character starts to go up and share her skirt is the way it is. And he's uh-huh. like, God dang. he's like, don't look. He's like, God damn, baby. Hey, look away. Look away. <laughs> they're in there and like, you know, she's on top of them. And then she like stops and was like, you hearing stuff? And he's like, oh, come on, baby. I'm, I'm let's keep going here. Yeah. She, like, she's all like, of a sudden she, well, she sees the crocodile thing. She's like, was that? Oh my God. Yeah. Was that here before? And he's like, that's been in like every room. It's, it's been on the wall. She's like, it's looking at it. He's like, let's, let's give it a show. <laughs> You know that the oh that was that was hard to take because it's one of those things that when you establish something in a movie, even yeah. something like this, but it's I get I mean I'm a guy I understand what it's like to just to just think with your junk I get it is uh, I don't I don't think I would do that like if I'm in a situation where there's these things that we know kill people like it's not. Yeah. Like, oh, we heard stories about... It's like, no, this is our town. This is the thing that goes on. Okay, but besides that, in the very beginning, like you talked about, we uh, Nicholas Cage driving the car and Liv, she's dumping about, about out a bunch of gas. She wants to burn this place down and she is holding the lighter. It's lit in her hand. And the cop pulls up. And so she can't do it. 
why wouldn't she just do it anyways? Yeah. Given her if background. everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. If everybody knows what's going on and she has the background she has of having lost her family to this place, mm-hmm. it makes way more sense for her to be like, you know, oh, I heard the siren. I now have like 45 more seconds to do this before somebody gets out of a car. Right? Boom. Lit. Burns to the ground. And whether or not that stops anything, we honestly have no idea. It might not. But I, I, her not doing that seemed a little more unrealistic, giving her background. Yeah. This was a movie that subverted expectations more mm-hmm. than any other thing I've seen that said that's what they want to do. Like, there's no, you know, Nick Cage finding out what's going on or investigating anything. He just turns around and that ostrich thing is looking at him. Like, it's just standing there. And he's looking at it, and he starts, like, thumping it in the chest with uh, his mop or his broom or whatever. A mop, yeah. And he does it a couple times, then it starts talking. And it's telling him it's going to, like, eat him and feast on him and whatever else. And then he starts fighting it. Like, he he doesn't freak out. There's nothing. He shows up behind him. He's like, okay, something's going on. And then he just starts fighting it with that mop handle. And then he breaks the mop handle, and he... <laughs> and he yeah, he does the Mortal Kombat fatality that we talked about. He like reaches in and like rips out the robo spine core, you know, spinal cord of this thing. And then he bags it up and he starts this really fun thing of he gets like oil all over himself from killing it. And then he, you know, bags it all up, cleans himself up, goes into that closet, grabs a clean shirt, puts it on, uh-huh. goes back to cleaning stuff. It's so good. It is him him going back like it's just another this is another day at work right here. Yeah, and that's it, that's what I mean. Like the there's no like, oh no, I was brought in here to do this, but now I just have to survive. He's like, Okay, I was brought in here to do this, I have to survive and I have to do this. And he's not afraid. Hmm. At no point is he afraid. No, it's so it's, it's a completely different kind of movie than you would expect. Is there and, now the the kids like Live. There's this scene where she's trying to fight off something. Uh, one of one of these animatronic characters, and she's got her knife, and she's telling everybody else to run away. Why? Why is she the only one who is capable of understanding? Have a weapon. Like, why do people in these movies? And maybe they did it because of that. Because people in these movies, they don't ever think to try and do anything to defend themselves. Well, they I mean, they didn't come there to fight. They came there thinking they were going to tell him, like, okay, there's a guy there. Let's get this guy out. Because they knew he was there, mm-hmm. which was another thing that made me realize, like, oh, she knew what they were doing with it. This is a scam. You know, they put out this spike strip. They flatten people's tires. And they they run this scam where they go, oh, there's no, you know, cash or cash only here. It's going to be $1,000 mm-hmm. because who cares $1,000 worth of cash? And strippers. Then they throw them. <laughs> And then they, or Chris's employees that yeah, steakhouse on Lindbergh. There you go. Oh my gosh, those people must make so much money. Oh, why did I spend all this time getting a master's degree? I should have been like bussing tables there, you know, working my way up to be a waiter. Anyway, where was I going with this? <laughs> it they they just thought they were going to roll up, and you know, they knew that he was there. They knew the scam. They knew that the tow truck driver had somebody. That's who they're going to sacrifice for these things. And they thought they were going to be like, all right, dude, we're going to get you out. Then we're going to burn this place down. That's all they wanted to do. They just wanted mm-hmm. to burn it. They didn't want to fight. 
So they went to do it. I don't know why uh, Bob and Kathy, I think that was their names, the like kind of ditzy girl who was like, is that, was that always there? And like, she's bending over in that way. Like, right. I, I, I don't know why they came with at all anyway, because that guy was smart enough to know this is not a good place to be. But for some reason they went. (sighs) It is. It's just one of those, this movie has things that, I mean, if you wanted to just tear it apart, I mean, I guess you could, but it's the way it's done how everything comes together. Like yeah, we, we should just, we, we should we stop complaining it. about this stuff. <laughs> right? Because, yeah, it's it's just the movie to enjoy. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of movies that want to be like dumb action movies that you can just watch and have fun. And this is absolutely one of the best of those, really. Because they don't play at giving you some kind of deeper meaning or some self-discovery or world building or relationship building. It's just this random encounter with a guy who doesn't say anything and he's sacrificed to these monsters. And it turns out he's a beast. Mm -hmm. That's it. And these kids try to like burn the place down and they wind up with the help of this random guy destroying the, the machines that are killing people. Yeah. That's a more effective version of what they wanted to do. That scene you talked about where the ostrich, like he walks up to it because it's just standing there and he like, hits it a couple times with his mop handle and then it starts talking to him and then they just get into it and he goes, you know, just speakman on this thing and <laughs> the two sticks and just beats the crap out of it and just kills it and starts bagging it up. And then that's where the routine starts. And it, it's, Oh my goodness. I, that's what I think when I really was like, Oh, Oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I think that's no, the moment. This is good. When I, Yes. Yeah, I thought it was like, okay, this might be getting better when I saw those subtle movements. And then, yeah, when he starts fighting that first one, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yep. And, and that's so, all it was. It, it was, was so good. just a it fun so time. Fun. Don't, don't look at this. Like, the preview tries to make it out like it's going to be a horror movie. A horror, horror movie. Like, jump scares and you're going to be... Nope, it ain't that. It's funny. It's well put together. It's a lot of thought put into it. It doesn't didn't take a lot of money to make this minus getting Nick Cage in it. Yeah, I even liked it for the like fairy girl thing. The one that's basically like a discount Tinkerbell. They didn't even bother getting a suit. Siren Sarah. Yeah, something like that. They didn't even bother getting like a suit. They just chose a girl like uh, just a person to play Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, with like the big. Yeah, the big big, thing. Yeah, exaggerated head that they could do the effects on. And Mm -hmm. it's the same skin tone as the body. Like, you know, they just use makeup and stuff. Like everything they did was really practical, made a lot of sense. And it added to it. You know, practical effects are so good. This movie is going to hold up really well. You know, there there are a couple little things that don't. But, you know, it's whatever. The guy going down the hall with whatever whatever that noise was. Oh, my God. The Mexican turtle. Oh my gosh. That was fantastic. <laughs> the, oh, oh, everything about that. Anything that, oh, there's, and each one of these different creatures was great in their own way. Mm-hmm. They each had their own personality, their way of fighting, the way they snuck up. Like the gorilla. Yep. Is hanging up in the ceiling or whatever. Like, so he mm. comes into the stall and it's not there. Right. And then it pops out. So, 
curious. Um, at one point when the sheriff is there and they put Nicholas Cage's character in handcuffs and then they leave him there to supposedly die. Did, did he just super strength out of those handcuffs? Seems like it. Okay. I just want to make just, I, I just wanted to just double check with you. I mean, you saw it today. I saw it like the other the few nights ago. Yeah. But, he, uh, he mostly kills uh siren Sarah or whatever with his legs. Yeah. And then, yeah, then he just goes boop and pops out and kills the other one. Right. The was, chameleon or whatever. Did, all right. I don't think that's how handcuffs work, but. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be something. I knew actually it was going to be something of he's going to just, you know, he's quick on his feet, you know, like when he was fighting the ostrich with the mop. He pretty quickly, like the ostrich steps on the mop to stop him from moving it. He just breaks the handle off right. and then he breaks that in half and he fights with the two pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Like he very quickly improvised his weapons. I thought he was going to like really quickly just stand up and be like, okay, there's a jagged edge. I know because I've cleaned every inch of this place. I know where stuff is. And he's just going to boop, pop, you know, pop those cuffs right off. Cause I heard that it was a zip. It wasn't he did like normal pop handcuffs. those cuffs right off. But <laughs> eh, it's whatever. I'm cool it is it. whatever. It was, it was so much fun. It was just did not give me what I expected. And I loved it because of that. Yes. I liked everything about it. And I like, that it even, I, I just like that it's one like moment in this dude's life and it didn't bother him at all. He is completely unaffected by it. He looked more shook up by realizing he should probably share his soda with this girl <laughs> than anything else. Like he goes to, he pops it open and he, and he, oh, oh, and he reaches over and hands it to her. <laughs> it's like he looked more weirded out by like, should I give her one? Should I not? Than he did by anything else that happened in the whole movie. And I loved how they gave you background of the girl. They gave you background of the Willie's place, the Wonderland itself. Zero on nothing. You don't know anything about him. He's driving a car. Yeah. He gets stopped and he goes to drive in the car again when it's all over. And they did a really good job with the tone and making it actually really creepy in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You know, with the like off speed you know, kid stuff that would happen like at, you know, a showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. Like if you slowed those down or sped them up or just had them inconsistent at all, they would be so creepy. Not that they're not already creepy. They're super creepy, (laughs) but it would be so much worse if they were just like, yeah, if they're just sped up or slowed down or whatever. And then when they start singing that song, it's your birthday. No, not even that. You have fun. It's your birthday. (laughs) So let's party, everyone. No, the one where Willie is singing about those kids. Oh, my. Mm. Oh, my God. That was so good. That was so creepy. And then that scene that you're talking about, their use of music, like the music there, the music when he's playing pinball, there's a song that's actually about Willie's Wonderland that plays while he's playing pinball. And then he stands up and he does like a really cool Fonzie thing where he like kicks the jukebox behind him. And yes, he it, it starts, it starts playing, playing music fighting. Yeah, it plays while they're yeah. fighting, but it's playing like some kind of kid song. Like it's a rock version of some kid song. So it fits like the tone of it fits and the content of the song fits for the location. The attention to detail was fantastic. And like it, this could have been anybody who, who played this character that Nicolas Cage played, really. But then that pinball scene, one of the last pinball scenes, and he does this. I think it's the one when... Uh, him and Liv are about to fight that one creature and 
break time. Beep, 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 beep. His wife goes off. Mm-hmm. He hands her the knife and he takes off. And he does this dance thing. And it was I'm like that. It just that exploded Nicolas Cage all over the screen. It was, it was great. <laughs> uh, could have done without that. Oh, no, man. this movie couldn't have done without that. It uh, 100% <laughs> needed that. Yeah. So that's all I've got to say about it. It's really, really good. It's just real, real fun. There's not a lot to say about it. They just they wanted to make this fun movie and they did it. And it's I keep great. trying to we 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 keep trying to pick movies that we think we watch a preview for. Or we think, oh, man, we're going to be able to tear this apart. And those are the ones that we can't. Yeah, the ones that, like, the ones that we like, you know, don't think that of uh, Nomad Land mm-hmm. looks the pre looked interesting or I, the one with Gary Oldman that I picked out. Uh, the Assassins. Yeah. What was it called? I don't remember. Assassins Anonymous. Killers Anonymous. Killer Killers Anonymous. Killers Anonymous. That, yeah, that. Yeah, that I thought. Oh, this looks really interesting. But that was. I mean, so it's been this. This whole thing's been a roller coaster, Halligans. I don't know about you, but <laughs> like we're trying to. Like, if you've got again, you got something that you want us to watch that you thought was like this that was better than you thought it was going to be, or was so much worse than you thought it was going to be because it looks so good. And movies are like that. They do a really good job with previews or a really bad job. A really bad job. Yeah. For me, who wound up watching Sweeney Todd in theaters and being like, why is this a musical? Because none of the previews indicated it was a musical, but all the girls like in my high school wanted to go see it because it was, you know, one of these like Johnny Depp movies and it's a little Mm -hmm. bit gothic and whatever. And it's like, what is this? Yeah. But that's what they do in this, this movie. Like the preview did not really do it justice for what it is. This is this is going to be a ooh hands down watch. I did not watch the preview. Just the picture of Nicolas Cage and the title that was enough for me. So I knew I knew literally nothing about it coming in, but I was like, Ugh, I don't want to watch a Nicolas Cage movie because I was thinking of <laughs> like Wicker Man. Yeah, right. And then it gave me more like Ghost Rider vibes, but it's better. I think it's, it's better than Ghost Rider. I think it's oh, better yeah. than anything he's done that I've seen in at least a long time. There, there might be something I'm forgetting about, but this was so good. Maybe we should just create, maybe this podcast should just be reviewing like whatever he's doing. Like what <laughs> weird shit is he up to? He's at like this phase in his career where he can just kind of do whatever he wants. There's a couple of movies when I'm looking through these ones that one, I watched a preview for that. I'm like, mm, I don't know if that looks really good that looks really weird and out there. Some other horror or mind bending kind of movie. And then another one where he's this, he's running this hotel and he gets caught up in this like hitman assassins kind of a thing. And apparently he's a badass from back in the day and it turns mm. into a whole killing thing and it looks pretty good. So that th- when you go down the rabbit hole, Nick cage, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm interested. I'm going to have to go like check out YouTube, watch some previews of some of these, like see what other people are saying about it. See what, see what they look like. <laughs> this was super Dude, good. Just go on the Hulu type Nick cage and a bunch of stuff's going to pop up. Yeah, that's, that's all I've got. I really liked it. The only person I recognized in it other than Nicholas cage was, the kid that played, I, I could swear his name was Bob. Let me actually Google that real quick. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, 
Bob Terrell Hill. I think that's how you pronounce that. Did you recognize him from something else? Yeah, yeah, I saw him in something else. I don't know what it was, but I've definitely seen him in other stuff before. I will say that the guy, the owner of Willy's Wonderland, uh, one of the three, so you've got the sheriff lady, the car mechanic, tow truck driver, and then Tex McAdoo. Tex McAdoo, yeah. What a great name. name. That was so good. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah he was in. Okay. He's also in I, I've seen previews for that. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. one of the places I recognize him from. He was also in Cobra Kai. Ah, okay. He played Which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, he played Trey in Cobra Kai. I knew I, I knew I had seen him at least one place. Cobra Kai is probably it. I know I've seen a bunch of previews for Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm not sure if that's one of the places I recognize him from. But yeah. So they probably blew most of their budget on him and Nikki Cage. <laughs> the mute Nikki Cage. Yeah. Oh, man. That was so good. It was. So much better than it had any right to be. Son yep. of a bitch. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I guess that's it, man. Yeah, Halligans, where, uh, like Ryan, where can they hit us up? Well, if they want to suggest some movie like this, we'd really appreciate it. And they could email that to us at moviehell at gmail.com. Or they could reach out on Twitter. They could follow us. They could tweet at us. They could accuse us of stuff. Maybe not that. Maybe they could accuse us of being too easy on some of these movies at Movie Howl. All right. Well, I don't know about you. Um, I can't think of anything else I want to talk about with this movie. It was it was a heck of a ride. It's like trying to describe a roller coaster. You really can't. It's like a sensation. Yeah, you have to experience this. You have to. So good. It's just, it's just so much fun. It's super fun. Even if you don't like violence, most of the violence is against machines, so it's okay. Kind of like Samurai Jack. Yeah, yeah, I like that very much. Like right. Samurai Jack. Very Samurai Jack. I mean, but... there's a lot of like kids getting killed, you know, but they're like, yeah. you know, they're horror movie kids. They're asking yeah. for it. They kind of are. You know, like, the nookie... be, they really, they kind of are. The Nookie Nookie was starting where the uh, where the murders were taking place. They knew better. Should Bob Bob a hundred percent knew better because he said it before. He's like, I'm not even going in there, right? Hundred percent knew better. He's like, the only thing worth going in there for is her, his girlfriend. He's like, so let's go, babe. And then she's like, no, I'm going in. He's like, that's how it is. (laughs) Damn women dragging us into our deaths. That's not okay. Come on, that's that's not all right. (laughs) All right, Halligans. I want to say thanks once again for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Go watch this movie. Tell us if you enjoyed it or not. We could be completely wrong, but, you know, we both know we're not. Yeah. We know it's great. We know it's great. Yep. I've great. been Joe. I've been Ryan. Looks like we're out.